0: Welcome to the SD Sports Scene Podcast. Each week, we'll cover all things sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota with scores, stats, schedules, interviews, and much more. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and please make sure to check out your source for sports at sdsportsscene.com. Welcome to this week's SD Sports Scene Podcast. I'm Dave Valhauer, joined alongside, as always, by Jacob Wertz. Jacob, how are things going today?
1: Well, not too bad, Dave. A little, little bit of a dry throat, kind of not not feeling 100%, but it's that sounds like it's going around town, though.
0: Ah, but you're a gamer. You're, you're right there behind the mic, so you're <laughs> taking one for the team. That's good to see. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we are heading into the interesting part of our winter sports seasons here. We've got a state gymnastics uh, tournament coming up this week. We've got postseason wrestling on tap. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff, but first, let's take a look back at uh, the Week in Review. And it all kind of started out last Monday in a uh, at Groton. An interesting basketball game between Florence Henry and Groton. Uh, Florence Henry was at that time uh, fresh off a win over Wagner. Uh, a very impressive win and I, I don't know if there was a little bit of a residual layover or whatever but uh, Groton jumped out to a 12-1 lead in that game. Played with the lead the whole night. Uh, boy, we knew the Falcons were coming. They got it down to one a couple of different times in the second half but could just never get quite get over the hump and uh, Groton hanging on to win that game. Jericho Lock with some big free throws. Uh, five- out a six there down the stretch and also made a couple of really nice defensive plays and following that game I caught up with her and uh, we talked a little bit about that game. Did you hit some big big free throws? Five out of six what's going through your mind when you're stepping up there like that with the game on the line? Well I've struggled in past games but this game I was like the ball's going through we need this win for us as a team. Got a big steal down here, a big rebound down here. You're not the tallest player on the court. Mm -hmm. How are you able to come up those big defensive plays? I just know it's very important. We're not very tall at all on our team, so someone has to get up there and get the boards and um, play, make those defensive plays to make us win the game. And then, of course, uh, lots of uh, activity in town throughout the week, and uh, I know, Jacob, you were at that uh, Aberdeen, Ron- or Aberdeen Christian and Northwestern doubleheader there. Uh, always an interesting uh, Lake Region Conference matchup, and uh, what did you see there?
1: Yeah, the, on the girls' side there, uh, Northwestern kind of, you know, took Took that one there, and and uh, they were able to pull away, and. Um, really good performances there. Tara Blatsford, the freshman, had a great game. Uh, Adriana Radigan uh, was just a handful down low for and Christian. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I know I talked to Chloe Bosma after that oh. game, and she said that was hard trying to guard her. And um, yes. she's, I think, what, six foot two or something. She's you know? a very so, good
0: player. Ron Colley had trouble with her earlier in the season, too. Uh, just a really solid post player.
1: Absolutely. And uh, Ashley Haven had a great game. So Northwestern had a good all-around performance and I uh, had a chance to talk to Adriana Radigan uh, after that performance. All right, well, early on in the game there, they, they were kind of getting the ball to you down in the post. Was that kind of the game plan coming in?
0: Um. Yeah, that's kind of a good chunk of our game plan, especially when we have the height advantage.
1: Just feed it in early, and then when they decide to double-team, then I just take up two people so everybody else can just be out and shoot. Yeah, defensively, I mean, that's that's hard for them to try to get down low when you're... Fall like that, and you have your arms up. Just what are you thinking defensively down low when you're down there? Um. So basically, I just try to get in front of them. But obviously, that's not always the case. if Their game plan is to be in front. So as long as I keep them in front and I can feel whoever's behind me, that's normally how I roll.
0: <laughs> And then there were no shortage of events going on in Aberdeen last Thursday. We, uh, we had some gymnastics, a last chance meet for Central. We had some wrestling, the Golden Eagles, uh, with a a pair of impressive wins over Brookings. Uh, in fact, the boys won 74 to nothing. Uh, just uh, and and of course, I was told afterwards that Brookings uh, kind of came a little shorthanded, saving their kids for some other stuff. But still, a very impressive win win for the Golden Eagles. And and following that uh, that uh, duel, I caught up with Gray and Tim, and we talked a little bit about uh, his match. You were hooking stuff up tonight. No I du- was no, yep. no doubt about that. Tell me what worked best for you. Well, I think I was trying to get my tilts, but those weren't working very well. So once I got that cradle locked up it was it was over <laughs> it was definitely over yeah when you see your teammates going out there and pinning people left and right getting tech falls what does that do for you it makes me it makes me hyped i'm i'm hyped up i'm hyped up to go out there and get another one for the team i mean the goal's always 84 all pins but <laughs> it's pretty close to that pretty close to that tonight pretty, yeah and then on uh, on Friday, I know you were uh, back uh, in action there, Jacob, uh, with a uh, milbank Colley boys matchup. Uh, really intriguing matchup on paper, and it, it probably looked pretty intriguing on the court as well.
1: It was. It was a great game. Uh, both teams uh, playing playing very well. It, shots were a little bit hard to come by in the first half, but Milbank had a great uh, second half that kind of pulled. They pulled ahead, and then Ron Colley in that fourth quarter, they, they started making a comeback, and almost came back but just came up a little short uh, Milbank able to hit some clutch free throws to finish that one off and uh, Garrett Mertens had a great game for them and, and really they've been such a balanced team all year they've had three four guys in double right, figures like right. every game and yeah Mertens kind of leading the way that night and uh, had a couple of clutch free throws uh, uh, to kind of seal that one off and And I had a chance to talk to him uh, after that game. Well, it was quite the game. Uh, Take me through that fourth quarter. You guys were up, uh, well, you guys hit a bucket early to go up nine, and then they started coming back on you. What did you have to do to hold them off? I always had to stay strong defensively and trust each other on offense and uh, play with each other and not try to go one-on-one ball Mm -hmm. and really just play as a team. And you had some big free throws there at the end to kind of ice that. Uh, just what, is it, what did it take to step up in those big moments? Uh, you just got to stay calm and just, just, just know that you can make them. You can't think you're going to miss them. You got to you know I'm going to make these and tell yourself that.
0: And across town that night, the big shocker Aberdeen Central taking down second rate right at Harrisburg. Uh, Golden Eagles, a very impressive uh, home victory there. Grant Fritz leading the way. He had uh, 23 points, seven rebounds, and a big monster dunk in traffic. Uh, I don't know if anybody got a chance to see that one or not, but uh, he has really, really had a nice season for the Golden Eagles. And then uh, also on Friday, the uh, Golden Eagles girls wrestlers competing in the unofficial uh, state duel tournament down in Canton. Golden Eagles with a very strong showing there. They ended up with fourth uh, place, but they, they beat Watertown, doubled them up 48-24. Uh, those two had split a pair of duels during the season. And then the Golden Eagles taking on Canton, which has been uh, pr- one of the premier programs uh, for girls wrestling in South Dakota. And they uh, they were down by six, I believe, and uh, needed, a, needed a win to even make it interesting at the end. And Lily Nelson bumped up a weight class, got a pin, tied the score, but the Golden Eagles eventually ended up losing on criteria of all things, Uh, too too many forfeits, I guess, or whatever. So they go into the third-place match where they come up just short against Lakota Tech. But again, a really strong... Day of wrestling for the Golden Eagles, fourth place finish at that state duel tournament. And then on Saturday, boy, oh boy, a lot of stuff going on there. And of course, the the uh, DAC 12 NEC clash. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, that DAC 12, since they started that clash, they win about 80% of the time. I don't know. It's just uh, nuts how they do that. And uh, Sioux Falls Christian handing Sisseton its first loss. And, and that was after Sioux Falls Christian lost to Vermilion two nights before that. And Vermilion uh, took down Aberdeen Ron Colley. So those, uh, those DAC 12 schools they are they are very solid oh
1: they were i had a chance <laughs> to watch a couple of those games That system in sioux falls christian game was a great game yeah. it was neck and neck for about three three and a half quarters mm-hmm. and sioux falls christian just had enough to pull away uh boy yeah vermilion looked really good against ron Collie, yeah. a little bit i had a chance to watch yeah. there and i believe uh Clark Willow Lake was the only wow. uh, NEC team to come out with a winner. They beat Del Rapids. That
0: so. is just nuts, for sure. And uh, and then also on uh, on Saturday, we had uh, some more wrestling. The Harrisburg Girls, a huge invitational over there. Hats off to uh, Brooke Drychek of Webster for winning her weight class, uh, fresh off a Lee Wolf championship as well. So keep your eye on her as we get closer to the, uh, to the state tournament. She is having an excellent season there for the Bearcats. Also on Saturday night, I had a chance to go out and watch a little Cougar hockey as the girls took down uh, Brookings 3 to nothing, getting near the end of the season here, and uh, that was senior night for the, Golden, or for the Cougars, uh, so they honored three seniors, Morgan Jones, Kalen Poppin, and Ellie Stoltenberg, and, uh, and following that game, I caught up with Morgan Jones, and we kind of talked about uh, what she's going to remember most about being uh, a member of the Cougars. When you hit the ice, what's, what's your personal mission? You're bringing the juice. What's your goal here? Um, yeah, I just try and get on the puck right away. Um force them to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, the, the more aggressive you are in the puck, the more likely they are to make a bad decision. Right. So that makes yep. my shift easier. Sure. Makes it easier for everyone else out mm-hmm. there. And yeah. so, yeah, I'd say just trying to put the pressure on the puck. What are you gonna remember most about playing at the previous? Um, Honestly, most of the memories off ice. We, um, a lot of us are just really close and I just, I like the bond that we have. Um, constantly cracking jokes with each other some good old banter it's like we're just a tight-knit family I think that's probably my favorite thing and probably what I'll miss most all right well that was a, a, a brief look at last week there is just so much stuff going on and uh, we're going to talk about this week's schedule here in just a minute but first we're going to take a look at the polls but maybe even before that uh, maybe we'll, we'll have our segment here where uh, Jacob is going to spew forth some knowledge and and, uh, and and tell us what's on his mind and uh uh, so Jacob, uh, you've got the floor here. Uh, what's, uh, what's got your attention this week?
1: Well, there was uh, a big meeting last week at, in uh, Pierre. I guess it was over Zoom, but, uh, but at the uh, Basketball Advisory Committee meeting uh, with the Activities Association and lots of proposals on the table, Dave. I'll tell you what, there was a lot of stuff that was discussed. Um, seven proposals. Uh, only one of them passed okay but seven proposals i'll kind of skim yeah. through most of them but there's sure. a couple of them that were kind of interesting okay uh first proposal was a slight change to the seed point system in basketball uh a lot of details there to really sure. go into but you sure. can you can read all this on the activities yeah. association website but slight change to that one of them that was interesting to me was this sodak 32 proposal i've heard um, about that and yeah we've kind of heard that yep. Yep. that talk of the last few years and that was brought up and basically the rationale was there was there was too many occurrences where some of the top teams have to play just to get to the sodak sure. 16 and they yeah. want to expand that um, where you have stacked regions with three sure. four or more yep. teams um, and and so they, they went through that and it. it Barring upsets, how it would work is the number one seed with the highest seed points would play the number four seed with lowest seed points, and it was you know, kind of a complicated right. system there. But right. uh, and then you would reseed for SoDak sixteen state tournaments, so so, 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 on and so under forth.
0: that under that scenario, would everybody still qualify for the postseason, or would it just be the top thirty two
1: teams? It, it sounded. Um, let me see here if I put that down. Um, I don't remember at this point. Okay, it's so, I, if I remember right, they were they were going to play like one round of regions. Okay. So All you right. just so, play one round yeah. of regions yep. and okay. then yep. and then your top uh, 4 sense. would make it. Yeah. Um but there was there was a lot of pushback against it uh, and 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 some some good points made. Uh, Jerome Nesham is on that. Clark the Lake. He's part of that committee and he said uh, you know where does it end? He said, right. he qu- "Quote my question here too is we've gone to the Sodak sixteen and we're looking at the Sodak thirty two. Are right. we just going to eventually go to a sodac sixty right. four? You know, so right. again, no, that's, that's where does valid. it end? That, yep, you very, know, very, very valid. Um, Joe Auk, assistant director of the Activities mm-hmm. Association, she argued that travel would be an issue. Sure, with oh, yeah, that, I could see that. Um, you know, and obviously regions and Sodak sixteen yep. play is already enough travel. Right, right. Um, and then Dan Swartos, the executive director he kind of echoed that and he said you know you'd have these cross state matchups in the middle of the week in the, yeah in yeah. that round of 32 on one day's notice yeah yeah and in quoting him here he says you're playing on Tuesday and you find out you're playing when you find out who you're playing on Wednesday And it could be Parker going out to Harding County and playing on a Thursday. Yeah, that's that's Um, pretty tough. That's pretty tough. Just tough with that weather was a big point. Another factor that was pointed out. So, and
0: I know travel is is one of the issues that they're kind of maybe talking about with one of the other proposals that I'm sure you're going to mention here Mm -hmm. about uh, the round of sixteen of of uh, the highest seeds hosting instead of a neutral site.
1: Absolutely, and that and that was actually the one proposal that did pass. Um, Let me see if I can find here in my notes. Uh, Yeah, that the the excuse yeah. me, proposal number yeah. four, high seeds host the SODAC 16 contest. Currently they're at neutral sites. Um, right. There would be some requirements such as a minimum amount of seating sure. and a ceiling height and things like that. And if, if oh. those are not met by the higher seed, the host school has to determine a different site.
0: So when you're talking about height, the ceiling, when you're talking volleyball, too, here, obviously. I, I mean, would, I would I, imagine I, so. I would imagine yeah. there's not too many yeah. people with the jump shot that's going to hit the rafters <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> a little on that one. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's interesting because, you know, the AA already has this in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, it probably stand to reason that A and B may be following suit on that. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of, kind of interesting. You know, it, it is, I, I can see both sides to that coin. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I think it is kind of interesting to have neutral location it adds a little more oh, intrigue yeah. uh, but I also understand the, the rationale here behind uh, hosting it I mean they do it in football all the mm, other sports yep. and so why wouldn't you do it in volleyball and mm-hmm. in basketball so uh, that'll be interesting to see what, uh, what comes out of that
1: yeah, absolutely yeah and and uh, um, like you said that, that was one of the points that was brought up was uh, the rationale was yeah we do this in football yep. uh, what were the other sports soccer and softball sure. are the same yep. way we're yep. higher seed hosts right. so right. why not do it in other sports as well and Again, that was the loan proposal that did move forward. It'll move forward to the athletic director's meeting uh, March 25th through the 27th in Sioux Falls. So next month, they'll vote on that. Okay. The athletic directors will. Um, some other just proposals, changing the foul on a breakaway layup to intentional. Uh, sure. Of course, that has to go through the NFHS. Right. Um, yep. With that, uh, allowing schools to have one scrimmage in the preseason. Hmm. That was an interesting that's proposal. Interesting. Uh, that yeah. one obviously didn't pass, but wow. um, currently that's not allowed in South Dakota. Yeah. Huh. But, Interesting, Interesting one there. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me see the other proposal. Uh, one of them was uh, st- a statewide rule that the top one seed or both the one and two seeds host the region semifinals okay and in most regions that's the case already but there are a couple that don't yeah do that. well
0: and that's one thing that i've always had a little bit of an issue with is there's no uniformity when it comes mm-hmm. to these postseason events uh yeah. some districts do it one way or some regions i should say do it one way another region uh, right down the road does it a different way and uh and, and it's tough enough for the media to keep track mm-hmm. of but can you imagine a, a fan out there mm-hmm. trying to figure out okay where's this game at what time yep. is it at all of that and so uh, i would be uh, i would be for something that's a little bit more standardized and and Say okay, this is this is the way we're going to do it here in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Well, yeah. any other thoughts this week on uh, on your uh, musings?
1: Yeah, that that last proposal uh, kind of pertains to Aberdeen Central a little bit. Class double okay. A basketball. Yeah. Uh, there was a proposal for not this next school year, but right. be the twenty five twenty six school year. Class AA would be divided into three regions. Oh, they'd go away from the Sodax sixteen, um, and go to three regions. You'd have a Metro region, East and West region. Obviously, Metro would be Sioux sure. Falls yep, area. Yep. yep. Um, east River would be, uh, or East East region would be yeah, basically your sure. East River schools. Yep. Um, obviously, T area is coming into doubling next yes. year, so they would yes. be involved in that. Yes. Um, and then your West West obviously would be yeah. anything. Uh, West River and then Pier is considered sure. that too. Yeah, yeah. So, how they would do that is they'd start with the region tournaments. Uh, you'd have three region winners, automatic qualifiers there. And then the top 10 seeds based on seed points that have not qualified would be reseeded and they'd play five state qualifying games to get your final five wow. teams
0: and those games would be hosted by the higher seed
1: um let me see here that would be uh i believe it was yes yeah, i don't wow. think i have it on here but that would that would be the way it was the rationale is that currently three teams don't even qualify for the postseason right, right. um and it's rare and now you're going
0: to add a fourth team to that mix with team with bumping team. up so there'll be four teams that won't qualify
1: exactly
0: yeah Not and that it, t will be one of them necessarily but you're just adding another team to the mix exactly
1: yeah, yeah. And, and they said it's rare even in south dakota class a and b everybody qualifies for regions yep they said even in the u.s that's rare that somebody gets left out of the postseason um and so that's Mm. the rationale um and they've also they also cited poor attendance for these double a sodak 16 games because somebody's sure going across the state wow Uh, so travel's a big one uh financial implications Hmm. there
0: did that is that was that tabled or where were they at with that
1: they that did not pass yeah that did not pass either um the, again another issue was mileage and time with that travel but they they said they they were in favor of staying with the soda 16 and wow. so they kept
0: that so. okay interesting well thank you jacob that's uh, interesting stuff there well before we get to this week's schedule let's get to this week's polls and uh, you know we always kind of talk a, a little bit about the early early polls it's kind of like a funnel you start out with a ton of teams and by the time you get to the end there's there's not really many even teams re, i mean teams receiving votes i mean mm-hmm. it's pretty much cut and dried you know who your top teams are but they're Uh, there was some shakeups here you know we had uh, we had a couple of really good uh, matchups, and um, so we've got a couple new number ones Uh, let's get to the class double-a boys
1: class double-a boys well the top team stays number one mitchell uh, they retain that number one spot with all 18 first place votes sioux falls roosevelt they move up two spots to the number two uh, Mm -hmm. ranking harrisburg drops a spot to number three washington drops a spot to number four and brandon valley uh, they were receiving votes last week they move in at, at number five, and then Rapid City Stevens uh, receiving votes.
0: Well, it's interesting. Aberdeen Central taking on that top-rated Mitchell squad Tuesday night. Uh, Eagles fresh off a win off the number two uh, uh, rated team last week with Harrisburg. Maybe they got that magic again this week. We'll find out and see, but uh, should be interesting. Class A, not much change
1: here. Not much. Just a, just a slight change, but the top two stay the same. Sioux Falls Christian number one, Hamlin number two. Uh, Pine Ridge, uh, they move up one spot to number three. Sioux Valley got their first loss on Saturday to yeah. Desmet in a whale of a game yeah. at the Pentagon. Uh, they, they moved down one spot to number four. Dakota Valley stays at number five. And then Hot Springs and Rapid City Christian receiving votes.
0: Yeah, yeah. interesting there. Uh, Sioux Falls Christian, uh, they're just saying, they just keep rolling along, man. They're very, very good. Class B uh, got a little bit of a shakeup here, too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Top-rated Viber Crowley. They lost twice last yeah. week, so they moved down. Uh, White River moves into the that top spot they move up one spot so does castlewood they move up to number two uh DeSmit, despite uh uh let's see i'm trying to remember if they lost last week or well, not but they beat but sioux valley they, sioux valley. they, they yeah. did and and uh so they um they move up uh to number three and uh, viber curly drops three spots again they lost to canistota and yep. uh lennox last week. So they moved down three spots to number four. Weston Springs stays at number five. And then uh, receiving votes, a plethora of teams. Canastota, Leola Frederick, Faith, Howard, and Del Rapids St. Mary.
0: You know, it's interesting. uh, Castlewood also uh, with a loss to Hamlin last week, but also a really solid win over Dawson Boyd, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. A team with just a couple losses. A very close uh, game there, but a really nice win for the Warriors. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting here. Uh, some, Some really good teams out there, and we'll see how it shakes out. And the girls division, uh, class AA girls, uh, not much movement here and uh, only one team receiving vote also.
1: Absolutely, yeah. The top three stay the same this week. O'Gorman, number one, uh, with all 18 first place votes. Mitchell, number two, Harrisburg, three, and then a slight change here, Brandon Valley and Jefferson's They flip spots. Uh, Brandon Valley moves up to four. Jefferson drops to five. And Peer receiving two votes.
0: Yep. And Aberdeen Central taking on Mitchell uh, this week, uh, the number two seed, uh, or number two rated team, I should say. Uh, So that'll be interesting there for the Golden Eagles. Class A, don't look now, but we have a new number one. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, after Sisseton losing to Sioux Falls Christian on Saturday at that DAC-12 NEC clash, Mm -hmm. we do have a new number one, Flandreau. Uh, undefeated, and they move into that number one spot. They were two last week. Red Cloud, also undefeated. They move up a spot to number two. Uh, Sioux Falls Christian, after the win over Sistin, they move up to number three. Um, And then Sistin, of course, falls to number four after that first loss. T area stays at five. And then Vermillion and Wagner are receiving votes.
0: Well, I tell you what, Vermillion, uh, just outside the top five, they weren't even receiving votes last week, but a couple of huge wins oh, for man. them, beating Sioux Falls Christian and Aberdeen Colley so don't sleep on the tanagers, and boy, you know, you look at those seven teams you just mentioned and you throw a blanket over those teams, oh, I think they could anybody could beat anybody on a given night there for sure. Mm-hmm. And finally, Class B girls, uh, pretty much chalk this week.
1: Absolutely, yeah, Ethan, number one, uh, Centerville, despite losing to Landrieu. They stay at number two. Harding County still undefeated. They're number three. Wall number four and Lyman five and Arlington Uh, receiving votes.
0: Yeah, and Harding County with a couple of really nice wins over Lemon. Uh, Lemon's got a pretty nice basketball team and a couple of decisive wins there for the Ranchers. Uh, Warner with just one loss. Uh, We'll see what happens. They're scheduled to play Ron Colley this week at the Warner Classic. We'll take a look at this week's schedule here in just a second, but uh, yeah, some really really interesting games over the past week and uh, some really interesting ones coming up here for sure. Uh, No no shortage of action. Uh, Is there a game or two before we get to to the ones that are in town that really maybe jump out at you this week, Jacob?
1: Uh, you know, I think one here uh, coming up tonight, uh, Weston and Springs and Woolsey, Weston and oh, Boys. Yeah, I, I think that'll yeah. be a interesting game there. Weston Springs, obviously rated top five. Yep. Woolsey's just got a couple of losses, so... Uh, going to be an interesting uh, matchup there. For sure. Uh, I'm trying to look through anything else, make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah. But there's so much. But Yeah, there's a lot um, of stuff
0: going on. And we have the uh, the annual crosstown rivalry, if you will. aberdeen Colley and Aberdeen-Christian duking it out on Thursday. That'll take place at the uh, Civic Arena. Uh, girls game followed by the boys game. And uh, that could be a really interesting boys game. Uh, you know, uh, Christian has really figured things out. They've won seven in a row. A huge win over McLaughlin this past weekend. Ron I think, has won seven of nine, uh, and their two losses. Were, uh, one was the Hamlin, who's a very, very good basketball team. And and obviously, that Milbank game that they actually led in the fourth quarter of that game. So uh, that could be an interesting one there. Absolutely. Yeah, it should be some good games there. And
1: uh, yeah, looking forward to that Christian Ron especially the boys game. That should be. Really fun to watch. Uh, a couple more here that I had. Uh, Faith and Mobridge Pollock on Ooh. Friday. That's yes. at Mobridge Pollock, a boys yes. game. Yes. Faith's just been really good all year. Just one loss to Hot Springs. Yep. Uh, that Mobridge Pollock team's pretty salty, too. Per- they're pretty good. They're pretty solid. Um, so it could be an interesting game there. Yes. Obviously, DW Classic coming up this oh, Friday yeah. and Saturday. Yes. Uh, some good games there. Hamlin boys taking on. Uh, Viberg Hurley, of course. Viberg slipped here twice yeah, last week, a little bit, a little bit, but, little bit, yep. but uh, still should be an interesting game there. Sure, I
0: think sure so. should be. Well, and then on Saturday we've got Sully Buttes boys coming in taking on Aberdeen Christian, and Sully Buttes led by the outstanding sophomore Wesley Whitler, and they've been involved in so many close basketball games. I think they've they've uh, lost a couple by like uh, on last second shots. They won one uh, pretty much on a last second shot or in the closing seconds. So it seems like whenever they play, it's always pretty interesting. And then of course you've got. Webster hosting their girls basketball classic on Saturday and some real interesting matchups there capped off by that Warner Ron Colley game we were talking about uh, just a little bit ago and I think those two teams have maybe a combined four losses between them they've had some great games in the past so uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on and then of course we've got uh, the uh, state B uh, swim meet uh, that'll be taking place uh, Friday Saturday Sunday at the Aberdeen Family Y we've got the state dual wrestling tournaments coming up uh, class A in Brookings class be in Watertown. That'll be something to keep an eye on. And then the Aberdeen Cougars will be hosting Awahi on Sunday. Uh, Another thing to talk about here momentarily before we wrap up today's show, a big shout out to former Northern State uh, cross-country and track and field runner Dakota Lindworm, who qualified for the Paris Olympics this past weekend, taking third place in the marathon uh, Olympic qualifying race down in uh, Orlando, Florida. Uh, I don't know if you I'm sure a lot of you remember Dakota She ran under the name of Bullen, Dakota Bullen, when she was at Northern before she got married, and uh, she has just uh, been in a... I mean an amazing distance runner and her her, uh, her resume is just loaded she became uh, recently a couple of years ago she was the first Minnesota native woman to win back to back grandma's marathon races up in Duluth and that is no small accomplishment uh, she also had a, a top uh, place finish at the uh, Boston Marathon a few years ago uh, just uh, and, and she's been gunning for this for a while the Olympics were on her site, you know on her radar and uh, congratulations to her for for uh, for making that, and I I don't know, uh, we don't really have a resident historian here to check and see if there's been any ties with uh, Northern to the Olympics, but it's been a while if there has been.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I saw that, saw that story posted, uh, and uh, yeah, that was, that was, Interesting to see. I oh, didn't yeah. even know that, that was, there was even somebody from Northern that yeah. would, would be close wow. to that. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, very well, cool. And there's a
0: couple other people from Northern who are going to be trying this summer. Wow. Uh, so there, she might not be the only one. I don't know. We'll, we'll visit that with that uh, as we get closer here to the other Olympic uh, qualifying trials, that sort of thing. Well, as we get ready to wrap up this week's show, just a reminder that each week you can find uh, all kinds of sports information on SD Sports Scene website. We've got quality action photos by John Davis. We've got schedules. We've got box scores. We've got feature stories, game stories. You name it, we've got it. Your source for sports in Northeast and North Central South Dakota SD Sports Scene. Well, Jacob, any other thoughts or comments before we rack up this week's show?
1: should be another interesting week uh, Dave a lot of a lot of big games coming up here and uh, teams trying to make that final push before postseason starts. yes so. yes
0: and speaking of postseason state gymnastics meet this weekend and uh, and then we'll head into some uh, region wrestling here and state wrestling before we get too far down the line and we're heading into the last couple of weeks of regular season girls basketball as well well once again uh, that'll take care of this week's show thank you for allowing us to be a part of your day and uh, have a great week everybody and we'll See you at a game soon. Please check us out at sdsportscene.com for all of the latest stories, stats, photos, and schedules.